Hi, this is Mark Rabin, and welcome to episode 287 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from September 3rd, 2019, titled General Jim Mattis on Leadership, Mistakes, and Defining Problems. So, uh, retired General Jim Mattis has been making the rounds to talk about his new book that's out today, and that book is titled Call Sign Chaos, Learning to Lead. And you can find a link to the book, you can find links to the articles I'm going to mention in this episode by going to leanblog.org slash audio 287. Um, so again, the book is Call Sign Chaos with the subtitle Learning to Lead. Now, Learning to Lead sounds like it could be the title of a book about lean management. We're all learning how to lead people, how to lead improvement, to lead organizations. You might say we're practicing leadership, if you will, myself included. Now, a few things jumped out at me from an article and an NPR interview with Mattis that made me think about lean and the challenges we face in various workplaces. As Mattis wrote a piece, it was an excerpt from the book. This was published in the Wall Street Journal. He said, quote, the Marines are bluntly critical of falling short, satisfied only with 100 percent effort and commitment. Yet over the course of my career, every time I made a mistake and I made many, the Marines promoted me. They recognized that these mistakes were part of my tuition and a necessary bridge to learning how to do things right. Year in and year out, the Marines had trained me in skills they knew I needed while educating me to deal with the unexpected. So there's a lot to unpack in that quote. You know, I think a lean culture and the leaders therein are bluntly critical of falling short, as Mattis wrote. You know, facts are facts. Problems are to be embraced. We'll get nowhere by ignoring or refusing to face up to problems. Now, that said, lean thinkers look at systems and processes. Having 100% effort and commitment, as Mattis wrote, might be helpful, but insufficient or not fully sufficient for success. But Mattis writes about not being punished for mistakes, which I think is really powerful. We can try to error-proof processes, but maybe we can't mistake-proof bad decisions when people are doing the best they can, giving their situation, training, and leadership support. Now, Mattis wasn't left to flounder. As he wrote, he was given training and education, but dealing with the unexpected means that mistakes will occur. Now, I think a lean culture promotes the idea of making small mistakes. It's better to fail early when the stakes are low in the design of a new process or a physical space. Lean design concepts like cardboard prototypes of workspaces mean that we can learn from mistakes when making changes uh, at a point when making changes is relatively easy and inexpensive. We want to make sure we're truly learning from mistakes instead of making the same mistakes over and over. Now, healthcare, I've noticed, sadly, has a tendency to punish people who make mistakes. Now, Mattis also shared an example about a leader who was alienating people. He wrote, I served with a brilliant admiral from a European nation. He looked and acted every inch the forceful leader, too forceful. He yelled, dressing officers down in front of others and publicly mocked reports that he considered shallow instead of clarifying what he wanted. He was harsh and inconsiderate and the subordinates were fearful. Now, uh, lean leaders don't yell, mock or dress down. If a leader disagrees or needs to address a problem, they can do so respectfully. Lean actually works against the old culture of fear that Dr. Deming and others warned us against. Now, I'm unfortunately reminded of the old leadership style that was still there when I worked at General Motors in 1995, as I blogged about in a post titled Beat Down on Them. So instead of beating down on people, we need to collaborate in a way that lifts them up. General Mattis writes, 
I called in the admiral and carefully explained why I disapproved of his leadership. Your staff resents you, I said. You're disappointed in their input. Okay. But your criticism makes that input worse, not better. You're going the wrong way. You cannot allow your passion for excellence to destroy your compassion for them as human beings. This is a point I'd always driven home to my subordinates. Change your leadership style, I continued. Coach and encourage. Don't berate, least of all in public. So Mattis was correct, but telling somebody to change, even if you're their leader, doesn't mean they will necessarily choose to change. I think that's a really important lesson from the motivational interviewing approach. And I'll be presenting a webinar in October for the Institute of Industrial and Systems Engineers on this topic. And I'm also hosting through Kinexus another webinar with Mark Valenti, um, from uh, who's, who's going to be doing the presenting. Uh, if you want to register for that webinar next week, you can, um, again, go to leanblog.org slash audio 287 and look for the link. Or you can go to www.kinexus.com. Um, so what happened after Mattis told this European admiral that he should change? Mattis wrote, but he soon reverted to demeaning his subordinates. I shouldn't have been surprised. When for decades you have been rewarded and promoted, it's difficult to break the habits you've acquired, regardless of how they may have worked in another setting. Finally, I told him to go home. So I would add, yeah, old habits are hard to change. That's for sure. I see this in healthcare organizations, again, far too often. I see a bullying or demeaning style of leadership that's only been reinforced over decades. Here are some other interesting comments from Mattis as he was interviewed by NPR. It says in the article, Mattis says that when he was a senior military commander, quote, I didn't expect to be obeyed, but I did, but I expected to be heard. So that in a way uh, makes me think of a quote from Gary Convis, a former Toyota executive who was taught to, quote, lead as if you have no authority. That means engaging and collaborating in a way that's more constructive than barking orders. Now, I can't find the text of the audio that I heard listening um, to the NPR One app, where Mattis quoted Albert Einstein in talking about the importance of defining problems properly and getting alignment on our understanding of the problem before going into solutions, which again reminds me of lean thinking and lean problem solving. He quoted Einstein, who, who's alleged, who supposedly said, if I only had one hour to save the world, I would spend 55 minutes defining the problem and only five minutes finding the solution. But it's said that Einstein didn't really say that. President Abraham Lincoln allegedly said something similar, quote, if I only had an hour to chop down a tree, I would spend the first 45 minutes sharpening my axe. I don't know if that's a true quote, but a quote that I think is legit and accurate is from Charles Kettering, um, the famed General Motors engineer, who said, a problem well stated is half solved. So recently, I've been coaching some improvement efforts in a health systems ambulatory surgery center. Their aim and mandate was to improve the patient experience and, and do so in a way that would hopefully be reflected in patient survey scores. One role that I played, and I think it was an important one, was to be mindful of when individuals or teams were jumping into solution mode prematurely. I'd find myself saying, well, you know, what problem are we trying to solve? So you know, collectively, we spent more time on defining the problem and understanding the current state understanding the real reality, spending more time on that than the organization might have otherwise. But that investment paid off in terms of better countermeasures that had more support from the staff and leaders who had been engaged in the discussion along the way. 
So to wrap up, I don't know if I would label General Mattis a quote unquote lean leader. I mean, what, what does that matter anyway? He seems like a great leader and a principled leader. And I would argue we need more of that in different workplaces. So again, if you would like to find the blog post for this episode, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 287.